Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Buffs Podcast, the strongest podcast in the world about I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Ron Jam. Back for another week. We have never missed a week. I'm back again and joined, as always, by El Tigre. And you, my friends, are in for a treat, as this week we're actually putting on our first ever live show. We're going to do it at the Wiltern Theater. Tickets are on sale at www.movie-buffs-org. Uh, they are $9,000 a piece, and you're going to go ahead and be able to Venmo me directly at the link in my bio. Um, other than that, I know we're getting a lot of prep done. Tyler, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I'm actually in a good mood with uh, the time of this recording. England just lost in the World Cup. So big laugh for me um, going into this. A lot of energy, excitement. <laughs> big sneeze. And that was a great little interjection into our yeah. first ever recorded podcast. You're welcome. I knew you'd want to hear my thoughts about England, and that was what it was. <laughs> yes. There we go. Uh, I'm going to kick this off with something that has kind of hit the Disney Plus and kicked it off for Star Wars, I'll say. They really helped with the series additions with uh, people actually buying into series over movies, and that's The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. with The Mandalorian specifically, I feel like it was a good addition to the Star Wars universe in terms of how it was filmed, the score, acting, things that people wanted to see. And we'll talk more about that later on in the podcast with, uh, I'm sure that people want to talk about Andor and hear about Andor, but Mm -hmm. the release date is for March 1st. And I'm not sure at the time of this recording how caught up you are with the series, all that kind of stuff, but I want to know, how do you feel about the direction of Star Wars in Disney Plus these days? I got to say, uh, I'm caught up on Mandalorian. I didn't see any of Book of Boba Fett. And I am going to sneeze again right now. <laughs> so, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, just for everybody to know, Tyler and I have been uh, shooting the shit on this call for about 45 minutes before we started talking. Didn't sneeze once. We've been, <laughs> on, one for, <laughs> been on for like uh, two minutes and I've sneezed twice. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I have seen every episode of Andor except all the episodes that have come out. <laughs> I've seen none of it. Uh, I think Star Wars, just like Marvel, is a little oversaturated. Mm. And I'm interested in seeing them take a break. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Especially interesting take. I do have to throw in a plug for my rankings podcast that I did, which is actually doing surprisingly well for us with the Movie Buffs podcast. Make sure you listen to that, and we can throw a link in the description for it, where I, I rank Andor. Rings of Power and House of Dragons and listen to it. Tell me what you think. But that's interesting to hear. It's an interesting take specifically from you because I know that we have seen some of those films together. The Star, the latter Star Wars ones. We've talked about them, reviewed them. And Andor is kind of, I feel like, reinvigorated the Star, Star Wars fan base. That's what films. I've heard. And I am going to come back and watch that. Yeah, uh, And I do like Diego Luna quite a bit. It's just I'm waiting until it's over because... There's been a lot of things like, uh, and there was a lot of hype for Obi-Wan and everyone's like, oh, it's going good. It was kind of going good and then it was going bad and then it just kind of ended. 
Yeah. And I was like, well, I wish I would have waited till it was over and heard that people were disappointed and not wasted my time. <laughs> well, you know. I said this in, in that podcast episode that I am one of those fans that probably people hate because I liked <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. Like mm. Obi-Wan for me, I know we've talked about this is like, Obi-Wan for me is more than just like, uh, you know, the series. It's, he's the character for me. So just seeing him on screen, seeing Ewan on screen was just like, oh, I can't handle this. Like <laughs> the first episode was so boring, but I loved it. And that's why I'm saying I know why that's why people hate me. That yeah. like, oh, I, I liked this. I liked Solo, which I had to trick you to watch. But um, that's just me. But uh, we'll, we'll keep this train rolling here yeah. you know, with something that um, – I'm actually mixed on this. So Rush Hour 4 has been confirmed at the time of this recording. Don't really know much about the um, the Rush Hour 4. We don't really know who the director is, story, any of that kind of stuff. We just know that it's confirmed by Jackie Chan. The last Rush Hour, uh, I sometimes I wish I, it didn't come out. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like they tried to throw in too many characters, too many jokes that weren't relevant. Do you think... If they do add some fresh blood into the Rush Hour franchise, that they'll get it back on track? I don't think there's a track to get it back on. Jackie Chan's almost 70. Uh, I think they did two really good ones that I loved. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you anything about number three other than that people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes you just got to stop going back to the well. It's just do something different. Or do a reboot? I don't know. It's like, if it's not Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, it's not really Rush Hour, so why bother? Just do a different, just do Buddy Cop, you know? Just do a different Buddy Cop movie. Didn't they make like a series on Fox? I I don't watch. Oh my God, they did. I think they did. And it wasn't them. So, I mean, they tried that, didn't work. And so now they're doing Rush Hour 4. And just how you mentioned there, people watch those movies to see Jackie Chan do cool shit. Yeah. And if Jackie Chan is 60 plus, I, I'm sure he moves slower. I mean, I watched him in The Foreigner. It was good. It was fun. But yeah, the whole point was that he was an old guy and it was surprising. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah. that's not what we want out of his character in uh, yeah. Rush Hour. I was going to say Elite the Weapon. <laughs> well, they also did a Elite the Weapon television show, which it was good because it had Damon yeah. Wayne Sr. as uh, Murtaugh. Okay. Okay. Well, this next one I got for you, I know you're going to have some mm, insight from all the weird ass channels that you follow on Instagram, but uh, lots of ass channels. Yes. And <laughs> also, I know that you were actually looking forward to something like this, but the canceled solo Michael Keaton mm. Batman movie was supposed to be Batman Beyond. What would have been a great story for the movie, in your opinion? Just do one-to-one what the cartoon did. That would be cool. Um, it would have been a good opportunity. It didn't have to be Terry McGinnis. Like, you could have gave him a different last name mm-hmm. and branched out. Uh, I know a lot of people get mad when they do, uh, you know, like the race swapping or whatever of characters. And like, yeah, for Bruce Wayne, is one of those characters where, like, it is understandable. He's supposed to be super old money. He's supposed to be out of touch. Mm-hmm. Kind of has to be a maybe a white guy billionaire. It would have been a cool opportunity to have um, without giving away Terry McGinnis's origin. He could just change his last name or give him the same last name. Who gives a shit? It's supposed to be the future. But just mm-hmm. had, you know, somebody of a different ethnic background take up that mantle as Batman and start to expand what it means to be Batman. That would have mm-hmm. been really cool. I mean, Batman Beyond has a dope suit, an incredible Batmobile. Obviously, I had multiple toys of both. 
And it's a bummer. Uh, I really hope Warner Brothers gets any kind of track going. I just tired of hearing news about him because every time you hear something, it's like, oh, that would have been cool to see. You know, every piece of news is any like good news is also caveated with, yeah, but they're going to throw Henry Cavill into the Grand Canyon. Like, oh, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good segue right there, because I want you to expand more on this, that this was a piece that I threw in last for this episode was that uh, woman one. Wonder Woman 3, also canceled. And of course, there are stories, rumors flying around on who it seems like they're all, they're, both parties are blaming each other yeah. with Warner Brothers and um, the director, Patty Jenkins. But what are your thoughts on other possible cancellations or potentially new properties? Or do you think we're not going to know anything for six months, a year? Well, unfortunately, James Gunn has said that a lot of those rumors, some of them are true, some of them are false, and some of them they haven't decided yet, which is a bummer. Because I just want there to be, like I said, I'm just tired of hearing the news. I don't even care if the movies come out and suck. I don't care if they just stop making them. Just make the Batman too. But I just, honestly, at this point, even as a huge DC super fan, I don't care. I'm just so annoyed at the back and forth. And it's yeah. frustrating because you get attached to the idea of something like, for instance, after Aquaman three, the chances are very likely that Jason Momoa will not come back. They're going to recast him as Lobo, a different character whom he actually looks like from the comic books. Um, he said that's his favorite character, but it's like, OK, but we have a good thing going or at least the thing that people know and like, why are you going to just cut it short and take it away from him to try something else? And that seems mm-hmm. to have been the M.O. this whole time. And like, I don't. I don't want to hear the news. I just want to get things good or bad, enjoy them, have fun with it. And that's the point. And I think they're, I think some of their box office returns show that people are maybe distracted by the turmoil and distracted by the headlines and not giving the, the actual products attention. And it's a bummer because people work really hard on those. And there are people that are giant fans and it's like, well, we're not getting a second one of this or, you know, another one of that because there's so much random bullshit going on. So that's my take. Yeah. And I mean, you then you get uh, the people that throw in the restore the Snyderverse with all that drama and they don't go away. But um, if they hear that in this podcast, they'll probably try to like bomb it this episode. But uh, yeah. anyway, beat, beat up Tyler. You know his last name because it's on his pillow. It's en- it's Enchia. <laughs> that pillow actually says Viva and CIA. This guy's a government shill. I will say that you're just giving that away because in the, the actual recording, they can't see that. But um, <laughs> with um, what you mentioned there, I mean, I feel like two years ago when we were doing a podcast episode, and we were, I think we were talking about Aquaman, Aquaman specifically, because mm-hmm. we, we actually saw that together. That's the joke that I always throw in there, that we actually saw Aquaman together. and The one movie besides Solo we've seen together. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. But um, that we were happy that, a DC property was actually good. It, it was, was that, and it was fun. You could tell the people yeah. that made it they they had an idea. They did the idea, yes, and they wanted it to be enjoyable, yes. Because it seems like a lot of cases, not just DC stuff, but people will make movies. So, like, I just want it to be profitable. Mm-hmm. The care is not into is it enjoyable? Do I even think it's good? Is this something I would watch? And I'm making it. I think mm-hmm. that's how we get stuck with a lot of the movies that we're going to talk about on this week's list, where it's like. <laughs> They're designed by committee and not necessarily designed by people who care. I was having a conversation with my dad this week about how successful Seth Rogen is. 
and absolutely no shade on Seth Rogen, but he's not like, you're not going to see him be like, wow, world's best actor, world's funniest actor. He's not like the world's like, he's not Brad Pitt. You know, he's not coming in and bringing like one particular thing. He's like good. He's an everyman. People like, like him. He's funny, but he's become massively successful. Uh, you know, whether it's producing the boys or producing Invincible or Preacher or all the comedies he makes and all of his other businesses. And I was like, the reason I think it resonates with people is because not only is he making something that he enjoys and that he cares about doing is he like actually is invested in making it good. Like he even says like, I make stuff that I'm at a point where I can invest my money and my time into things that I believe. And that, that like plays, even if your audience is smaller, like you have an audience who really care. And eventually that becomes a big audience. Like the boys season one wasn't huge. Like it got bigger because everyone's like, have you seen the show? It's fucking crazy. And it's good. And then season two, same thing happened. And then by season three, it's like, entertainment tonight's like oh season three of the boys is, you know like it grew huge and it's like a household name for this show that no one had heard of you know no one yeah. read that comic book besides huge comic book nerds and it blew up because it was made with care by people who wanted to see a good version of that yeah and i'm done talking now that's good oh, that's good <laughs> feedback on it because uh, i think we harp on that fact right there and every time that we start talking about the dceu DC Universe, whatever it is called now, we talk about that. Well, we just want good movies to come out from them because we like the characters. Yeah. And there's obviously a reason more than just, oh, it's not a good script or oh, we don't have the right director. They're, do they actually want to make those movies? So yeah, that's a good good perspective. Uh, we're going to segue now to the trailers. Uh, there have been some trailers that you and I have joked about privately in text. And um, <laughs> well, I want to get you... I want to hear and see actually your feedback since we are recording this. That's going to go on our YouTube channel. I want to see your feedback. <laughs> that doesn't mean drop your pants right now, but um, I was going shirt up. <laughs> with the first trailer that was recently dropped was Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. And I know that both of us now, at the time when we were texting about it, I hadn't seen the holiday special, so I have seen that. You can drop anything you want. We could probably should probably throw a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the holiday special right now. It's available for free if you have Disney Plus. It's only forty six minutes, and it's Christmas <laughs> exactly. time, so you perfect. should be watching it. But uh, with this trailer, do you think that uh, James Gunn is going out on a high note? It looks like. I mean, it's cool to see that they're embracing some drama to it. Yeah. That's one of the complaints that I heard a lot of people make, both of us included, about Phase 4, is that because they've gone so multiversal and a lot of them have gone also very lighthearted that the sense of stakes are gone. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard, you know, It in general, it's hard to get somebody to care about your characters. Like that is an uphill battle, right? And whether your movie's funny, sad, scary, exciting, if they don't care about your characters, you can have the coolest fights in the world and it just kind of turns into noise. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the complaints about phase four is that because it's a multiverse where sure we can kill, you know, 1400 Ant-Man and there's always another one. <laughs> so it's like the stakes are kind of removed by putting that fact front and center. Uh, so to see him kind of, obviously it's a massive movie, but to scale it back as far as there's not 15 star Lords all coming together in different suits, um, scaling it back in that sense and making it more intimate to the characters seems interesting. And it seems like something that'll be, maybe a little bit more um, impactful to people because mm-hmm. it's got some stakes uh, and it's cool to see, especially because they've all basically said, 
contractually and just personally, they're not coming back. So mm-hmm. who's going to die? Who's going to get a happy ending or just go off into space until they give you $50 million to come back for Avengers nine. Um, <laughs> it's cool to see that they're, they're treating it with, you know, some gravitas to be like, right, this is, this matters at least to our characters. Agree with all that. Agree with all of that. Next trailer here, Indy five, Indiana Jones, the dial of destiny. Now, this one is not directed by Spielberg. If you are listening to this and you are a fan of indie, uh, he is not directing. It is James Mangold. But on top of that, I will say it is a loaded cast. Uh, the Crystal Skull, whatever it was called, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. whatever it was. You got that one right. <laughs> I will say, and again, I know that fans will not like me for this. I, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> And I've seen it a lot. I've seen it several times. So let's but, take that as a caveat to all of Tyler's future reviews, guys. He just yeah, likes they, everything. There are some things I, I, I sometimes don't like, but I get it that people don't like the whole aliens thing. Whatever. I know we joked about that. Spoiler alert. Like, well, who's 18 years old. I know we did. the. I feel like we did a <laughs> review on that one. But anyways, uh, with it, new director, loaded cast, character everybody loves. Do you see this one being enjoyable for fans? I think I was again talking to my dad about this. I think it has every opportunity to be really good. I didn't watch the trailer because, you know, obviously um, the first three were much older than I am. So I kind of only saw them with my dad. And the fourth one I saw, I was like, you know, I had no real strong connection to the character. I've seen him, everyone, you know, you know, the tropes, but I saw Mm -hmm. it. I was like, it wasn't for me. You know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. There was some fun parts of that movie, but so Go into that one. Didn't really love it. You know, the first three I know, but not well. I was like, I'll just skip the trailer and go see it when it comes out and have a fun time. You know, because Harrison Ford, he said this is like the one character he's ever done that he really like loves and cares about. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he would sign on real flippantly, especially at 80 years old. Like it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, And then James Mangold is almost exclusively made movies that I really, really like, you know, um, by all accounts, he's a great guy to work with and seems like someone who would treat it with care. And obviously love Logan. Uh, so I'm going to support it. I just, uh, I thought it's a weird choice um, for the sequel, you know, after where pick of destiny ended with tenacious D becoming the biggest rock band in the world for them to pick up, you know, in the past, the fighting Nazis was a weird choice. I agree. I agree. But I'll well, see, I just want to see, there's no Jack Black <laughs> in the trailer. I've heard, so worried about that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm actually very interested to hear this next trailer. Uh, Ron's, <laughs> feedback on it because um, I already know that Ron's joked about this one with me um, Transformer 7 <laughs> I'm just going to say Transformer 7 and then I'll Rise let you go so you, so you could just go now <laughs> so as always I understand very personally how difficult it is to make any movie okay the fact that anything gets made is a miracle and we're not discounting the effort of the hundreds if not thousands of people who worked on this movie that being said this trailer looked more like Transmorphers and Transformers to me. Uh, anybody familiar with Transmorphers? It's uh, Mockbusters used to be a thing where they make a movie with like the same premise, but a really cheap version and put it right next to the other one, with the same title and Blockbusters would get rented by accident and recoup its cheap budget. And this just looked like weird. It looked like a step down visually and storytelling wise from what we got in Bumblebee, which like I said about Guardians was a much tighter, like small story. It was just about... Uh, Haley Steinfeld's character in Bumblebee and you know obviously a bunch of crazy stuff happens but it was about those two characters mm-hmm. and this one is about everything again and it's like 
if you're going to, I, it obviously has all the opportunities in the world to be good. There's a huge budget, great set of people working behind the scenes, but it seems like from the trailer, it looks like it's just about look at cool shit. And I don't think that can really sustain a movie that would be for me. Yeah. And I think the, I don't know how you feel about the Optimus Prime design was the best in Bumblebee. This one, they started adding back more of like the streaky metal and less like, I like the big blocky one that looks like the cartoon. It looked rad. And now all of a sudden they're starting to look like metal crab men again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any of my Transformers here. They're all at my mom's house. I thought I had an Optimus around here. It's gonna show, I like the square Optimus Prime. <sighs> well, I know that <laughs> I'm later than the joke about Michael Bay, but you go see, in my opinion, you go see a Transformers movie because you want to see random shit blow up. Mm. And... I mean, if they're trying to make it more serious, I'm not sure if that's going to work. You don't really go to watch a Transformers movie to like ball your eyes out. So, um, <laughs> have you ever but, seen Transformers the movie, the cartoon one? Uh, Optimus not, dies. Okay, and it's very serious. Oh, whoa! Just throwing like, that out. Out, like 1986. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the trailers that uh, we or that have come out recently. If there's one that uh, you want to throw in the comments, throw it in the comments and let's hear about it. A quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you are on your feet, so basically anybody or anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. You know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode and keep hearing about all the random things that Ron has to say. That brings us to the next segment and our biggest segment of the day, the segment y'all been waiting for. I'm going to keep saying segment until I can't anymore. And that is the heavyweight movie championship 2022 coming in hot, hitting us in the back of the head with the table chair and ladders match. So before we begin, I want to give a quick caveat and say that I, again, personally and intimately understand how very, 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 very fucking hard it is to make any piece of entertainment. Uh, We don't want to knock the hundreds, if not thousands of people who worked on each of these projects, uh, thank you for your hard work. You give us shit to watch. Even the stuff we hate, you gave us something to watch and it's entertaining. So we thank you for it. Uh, everything we say is not based off of their hard work, but just on the content of the stories and how we feel about it. So it's all subjective. Uh, we're going to talk shit. We're going to have fun, but it's all entertainment. And I uh, thank <laughs> you to the movie industry. I love you. Keep hiring me. Hire me for more stuff. Okay. Uh, so Tyler, what's our first category? <laughs> It's a good segue for mine, but uh, the first category we have is best movie oh, we saw. Wow. And this was one of the harder ones for me in terms of uh, best movie we saw because there were two movies that I, I thoroughly enjoyed that came out this year. And should also throw another caveat into this whole list because some people might think that's the best movie you saw, <laughs> but go look at the movies that came out in 2022. The list is kind of bare. 
I nah, personally think that there are some bangers, and this is subjective. No. And Tyler has bad taste. Yeah, yeah that that too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Ronald, yeah. what is the best movie you saw in 2022? Okay, so you know what I'm going to do, right? You gave me yeah. a per- set of parameters. Yeah. You know what I'm do with them. What's not listen? I'm going to not listen. So for the best movie I saw, I got two. I got three runners up. So my supposed to be one. Yeah, I got three runners up. <laughs> so one of my runners up, uh, in no particular order, they are The Batman. No surprise there. Werewolf by Night. Tyler knows why. My guy is in that movie. Uh, and then Prey. So two of those are streamers, but Prey, the new Predator movie, one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. I saw. Absolutely loved it. I love the full Comanche cast. I love they did a version in Comanche. I love that it was all uh, native cast. So that was awesome. But those are all my runners up because... This last movie, my winner, not only is my favorite movie I saw this year, it, while I was watching it, I turned to my wife and I was like, this is absolutely in the top five best movies, favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, And I did a whole episode about it. uh, And that's everything, everywhere, all at once. It was absolutely top movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it now. It's on Amazon. It is A24's highest grossing film of all time. Mm -hmm. It's sweeping up at awards left and right. It's crazy how like, they did this multiverse thing. And like I said earlier, how it's very easy to make the stakes so low when there's so many of everything. They did this multiverse thing and they go through dozens and dozens of universes in this movie, not a spoiler, um, but it's so focused on the character that it doesn't ever, you don't get confused. You don't get lost. You don't be like, oh, okay, well, if she dies, there's more. You like very, very honed in. Uh, and I think it's just a marvel of movie making. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, for myself and also the listeners, isn't the prey? Isn't that that on one of the which one? Oh yeah, prey is available on? on Hulu. Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Okay, so that will be something I need to add on my yeah. list. And even if you're not interested in that, I think it's good. It's super fun. It's you know, if you like the Predator movies, I would say definitely tied with the first Predator for the best Predator. Wow. Okay. It does it does a similar thing where it's like it's tight story. It's like a horror story with mm-hmm. cool characters and a lot of cool fights. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Segwaying to my, my best movie, and I'm <laughs> actually surprised that Ronald didn't have this on his list. And I actually put Top Gun Maverick there. Okay, yeah. I was like, if it's not Top Gun, I'm going to put my list. <laughs> and that, the reason being why I said that Ron's little caveat um, was good for my movie. If you don't know about Tom Cruise's vent. I think it was during one of the Mission Impossibles where he went off on the cast because they all are filming. They were all filming during the pandemic. High stakes. You don't follow the rules. They could shut you down. Yeah. Very intense. But anyways, (laughs) Top Gun Maverick, in my opinion, Tom Cruise at every freaking level. (laughs) Fighter jets making the cast (laughs) go through some type of boot camp flying in jets. All Tom Cruise. I fucking loved it. And I I say this all the time whenever I drop the F-bomb. I rarely drop any swear word. And I, I think it's my third one in this podcast episode. Wow. But um, I'm that juiced about <laughs> Gun Maverick. And I, I mean, I think if, I feel like they heard or I heard that they were they filmed an obscene amount of footage for that. That wasn't part of the movie, but they had millions of cameras set up millions of angles and i of course got to see it in my favorite dolby cinema (laughs) if you are a fan of the podcast you know that i actually went on a little vent about amc when they wouldn't let me (laughs) 
Well, they wouldn't let me cancel my subscription, my AMC stubs, but uh, got to see it in AMC in the Dolby Cinema. We actually was with some friends with it. Um, who one of them was in the Navy, so it was good that way, and a little bit of sentiment for me. My my dad used to work on that base in oh. Coronado in San Diego, so I've been to <laughs> North Island, and <laughs> I I liked all the callbacks. Tyler was in Top Gun one, actually. You guys, basically, yes. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was created during, if you know what I mean. Oh, but, um, I liked all the callbacks <laughs> in Top Gun titles, fonts, characters, mm-hmm. and I just loved the scene because it was so Tom Cruise when he basically gets kicked out of. If you didn't know already, you should spoilers going ahead in all this podcast. So we're talking about <laughs> movies we saw, yeah, but. Maverick basically gets kicked out from being the instructor. And then all of a sudden you just hear the screen beeping, beep, 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 beep. And then it's freaking Tom Cruise going ape shit on the course, just busting and showing everybody that you can't do it. <laughs> this guy's busting on everybody. You got to kick him yeah. out. Jesus. Literally. But it's just a classic Tom Cruise <laughs> movie, in my opinion. And I enjoyed it. I was so just glued to the screen during it and i got my popcorn had my my power raid that's slightly watered down that i was just enjoying the whole time but uh i'm a little upset that you didn't have top gun in yours because it's, it's gonna show up it's gonna show up don't you don't trip oh, don't trip don't trip well that was the best movie i saw and it was hard because best movie favorite movie are two yeah. of our categories and favorite one I know that, it, or it is one of the ones that Ron already mentioned for his best movie. But let's move on to a funnier one here. Worst movie. And I know I got some jokes for it. But Ronald, <laughs> what was the worst movie you saw in 2022? Okay, here are my runners up in no particular order. We've got Morbius. Oh, boy. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, man. Jurassic something, something or other. And Halloween Ends. Yes, it was a Jurassic Park movie this year. I'm trying. I'm like, I'm like Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe I'm, that? I, I know that I saw it. I just can't tell you. Or I can't. It, that's part of why it's one of my worst movies because it barely it. registered. I forgot I saw it until I was looking through my AMC list. Yeah. And growing up as a, I wanted to be an archaeologist when I grew up because I love dinosaurs that much. I watched no. it and I was sitting with my wife and I was like, I'm going to go pee. She's like, what? I was like, I'm just going to go. I just left for like 10 you minutes. You can't do that. You can't do that. Can't I never do that. I got up to go pee. I came back in, grabbed our soda, went and filled it up, like drank a whole wow. one, filled it up again and came back inside. I was like, what I missed? She's like, honestly, dude, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, it was, just, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park for me was one of them. But my winner is the movie Blonde, starring Ana de Adamas, the movie about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, uh, you had, saw that? It had a lot of controversy going into it. And, you know, we watched it because we were interested. And it's just one of those things. It's not even the filmmaking itself. The acting is all good, you know, something, whatever. But the whole point of the movie is to kind of, you know, lament the objectification and the abuse that she went through as a Hollywood sex symbol in that time. You know, it was Mm -hmm. really hard to have any, you know, at that time, you know, you couldn't really speak up for yourself, especially as a woman in Hollywood you had to do what you had to do if you wanted to be successful. That's kind of what it showed. But in its portrayal of all the events of her life, it kind of does what it's purporting to lament is that it infantilizes her. It abuses her. And it feels like it revels in all the bad things that happened to her. 
Mm. Um, and even if all of the events that are shown in the movie are true, they're styled in such a way that it feels like very exploitative. Um, but by all accounts, a lot of the things that happen aren't true. Mm. So it's not only like not, it's not like doing what it is setting out to do. It feels like it's also not telling the story of her life. So for me, it's just kind of, it's just a big miss. And like I said, I, I know that uh, a lot of the acting and stuff is people are praising it and that's, that's fine. It's just, I feel like what the movie tried to do was so kind of antithetical to what it did. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I didn't see it. I had to like take a, it wasn't until you talked about it that it registered in my head. Um, but uh, to lighten things up and segue into mine. I got bad uh, news. I still can't even believe that you saw Morbius. I refuse <laughs> to, to this day. I know it's free on Netflix, but I'm not going to watch it. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not going to give, what is it? An hour and a half, like a hard 90 minutes. Like that, it's a hard 90 minutes that like they specifically cut things out. I refuse to give my life to watch <laughs> Morbius. But, um, <laughs> and another Netflix movie that anybody can go see, and this is my worst movie. I only saw The Gray Man. And I, just watching it, the first 15, 20 minutes, all I could tell myself was that the... The Netflix, they literally just give money away. They just give money away. And I just feel like the Russo brothers, who are the directors of it, that they just been living so high after their Marvel run that they just get money thrown at them. Like they just have a Netflix deal that they can put out whatever they need to, whatever they want. And it's just not good. I just can't. I couldn't stand the drone shots that were in it as the movie progressed. Ryan Gosling's character just became more and more like himself where he would just put these small little jokes in there that you see him doing a lot of different movies. And I personally think it's wild that there's already a second gray man in production. Was so, it called the grayer man? 50 shades of gray man. It should have been, but <laughs> uh, it, it's just wild to me that how much money for, I feel like the production of it, it was either one fifty or 200. Because again, uh-huh. Russo mother, brothers just get money thrown at them. Like Russo mothers, huh? Seriously, but uh, anyways, that was mine. Did you, you did you see the Gray Man? I saw the first like thirty minutes of it. I watched it real late, and I was you know I was a little disappointed. I was kind of excited for it, like you said, coming off the end game hype and the actors I liked. And yeah, it just wasn't it didn't hit for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was my worst movie of twenty twenty two. Moving on to favorite movie, and I will start this one off because it's one that we've actually reviewed. It's one of our podcast episodes and one of my favorite podcast podcast episodes. episodes. There we go. That uh, we have recorded because I feel like we really put a lot of effort into it, not just trying to toot our own own horns there with uh, our episodes, but it was the Batman and mm. – um, I I remember everything actually about <laughs> going to the movie because I don't know why I waited so long to get tickets, but I had to see it before we were leaving on a flight and we drove like 45 minutes away and it was so worth it. Um, <laughs> and I talked about this in this pod, the podcast episode that we did was how I was hesitant with Pattinson stepping into the role. I don't like him in anything else, to be honest. I don't think he's that great of an <laughs> actor, but he blew uh, 
He was uh, above and beyond in my book with the uh, the character, the the script with uh, with the director uh, Matthew Reeves. Yeah. Uh, what he's doing with the character, the spinoffs that are coming from it. I like the twist with Alfred. I mean, again, we go much in depth, much more in depth with this movie in the episode that we did. But uh, I also liked, and I think this was a point that you made in that episode, was how with the real world callbacks with extremists and even the dark web, social media, mm-hmm. things that I didn't even think about until you pointed them out in that episode. Right. But More like the dork web, am I right? Because dorks are on it. Nah, no offense, dork web guys. I would say, I wouldn't say that. Dark web oh. scares me. But. Yeah, dude, if, if you're on the dark web, just know Doc's Tyler. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One more piece on it, but... Uh, I enjoyed also like the detective aspects of it. Um, There was actually detective aspects of it instead of, I know that I'm a Nolanite and I like Christopher Nolan. And that's one of the things that Ron always makes fun of me for, but I actually enjoyed all the aspects of this, but uh, Ronald favorite movie. Well, it was, I I got runners up. Uh, It's werewolf by night, pray and the Batman, the Batman was oscillating between one and two but because you picked it i'll pick a different one unfortunately okay. it's everything everywhere all at once so see my first review in my last episode i did uh except it just had so much emotional weight to a movie about interdimensional karate mm-hmm. that also includes like one of so this is just a sample if anyone wants to find something interesting about it because i don't like to give away too much of the story but one of the ways you can access like memories and skills from other versions of yourself is by using like string theory, you change the probability of you knowing something. So the the more random an act you do, the closer you put yourself to the edge of the probability of you being a different version of yourself. And then using that and some little, a Bluetooth headset is what it literally is. You can steal some powers. So like if there's a version of you who's like a, you know, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you're in a fight with this giant guy and you need that, what someone will do is like, say grab a piece of paper and give them some paper cuts between all their fingers and then put a little lemon juice in it. And it hurts so bad. It's something no one would ever do. Your probability is now very close to like the edge of anything that's possible for you. And then using the Bluetooth headset, you can like access the memories of the other version of yourself and gain karate or jujitsu and win the fight. Even with that, the family storyline is so good that you will cry in this movie. So there's that much crazy stuff going on and the acting is so good and the, the family storyline is so good that you're like, just want them to be okay. <laughs> I don't know if I felt like, if anybody else listening felt like they were taking drugs right there, but that probably experienced the same thing that- You're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyways, what uh, streaming platform was that on again? Uh, now I think it's on Amazon. Amazon, okay. Yeah, and but it was it had a theatrical release for a while. Who's in? Who's in it? Oh, you'll find out when we get to other stuff. Okay. I uh, know, but it stars Michelle Yeoh. And I got to look up how to say his name real quick. Uh, Ki Hu Kwan. He plays Short Round in Indiana Jones. Hmm. He was Data in The Goonies. And he literally mm-hmm. took 40 years off of acting in America and came back with this movie. And it's crazy. And now he's in Loki season two and he's like blowing up again. Huh. I, don't, I don't know why I'm drawing such a, such a blank on that movie. But, Jimmy Lee uh, Curtis is in it. I forgot about that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, could be a good watch for anybody tuning in. But uh, let's move on to most disappointing movie 
disappointing movie, Ronald. <sighs> okay. So again, runners up in no particular order. Uh, the first two runners up, I need to have big caveats for. So my first two okay. runners up are Nope and Wakanda Forever. Uh, Those are disappointing to me, not because of the quality of the movie itself, but because my anticipation level was so high that I don't think anything I saw would have met where it was at. Uh, <laughs> and so the fact that I liked both movies still made him disappointing because I was like, dude, I'm going to go into Nope and leave with an entirely new brainstem. It's going to blow my mind. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you when you're excited for a movie and the same thing with Wakanda Forever. It was a little disappointing just because for me, I felt like the seams of where each version of the script, you know, before Chadwick passing, before shutdown for COVID, before somebody got injured, all of the seams to me were a little visible. And like you can tell they had, it was a kudos on them for making the pivots, but you can see where in production and in screenwriting, they had to make pivots in order to make what they had work without it turning into a $900 million movie. So I was let down because I wanted I want to see the the Chadwick version that in some other universe, if we put enough paper cuts between our fingers, we might be able to see, but <laughs> that's the only reason those are on that list. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other two are Lightyear and Halloween ends were mm-hmm. disappointing for me again, because there are movies I wanted to see and be good. But the biggest one for all of those reasons I said, and because I don't think it hit on the things it tried to do is Thor, the love and the thunder. It's a good one. Yeah. For me, it's just like, I'm sure like you, I loved Ragnarok and I just couldn't wait to see what they were going to do next with this new crazy powerful version of Thor that just killed Thanos basically twice, just beat an end game. And he's with the guardians. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. What are they going to do? And immediately the movie abandons that premise. And it's like this version of Thor just felt, I think Chris Hemsworth even said it. He's like, I just, I think the character is too dumb now. And too like, like it was, everything was kind of in service of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the Guardians trailer, it seems like they backtracked on that. Like not backtracked, but they kind of turned around on that. Where it's like, yeah, the, but the movie is supposed to be like emotional journey for this character, but everything he says or does is trying to end in a joke. And it kind of felt like, all right, well, should we be scared of this guy? Or? So for me, it was a disappointment because I wanted it to be good, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I just walked away from that. Just okay. It was entertaining. I hoped it was more. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure that's like a Ragnarok, lot of people. I've watched like 20 times, but I'll, I'm a, I couldn't imagine going back and watching Love and Thunder again. Yeah. I, yeah. I've actually had that same debate in my head <laughs> <laughs> when I'm just scanning through Disney Plus. But um, I think we both are big fans of Taika, or we, I know we are. Yeah. And I think it was just disappointing that way. So, yeah, right on, right on cue there. Mine was actually one that I don't think we've ever really talked about <laughs> Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts in our podcast because I don't even think Ron knows what I'm talking about here. I have a Deathly Hollows tattoo on my the small <laughs> of my back. So I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> uh, we have video now, so I can actually show. No, I'll just, okay, I'll save it. It's the OnlyFans extended edition right there in that Venmo when you buy our $9,000. Tickets, <laughs> but that <laughs> Fantastic Beasts: Secrets of Dumbledore. There we go. Is my most disappointing movie of 2022. My wife is a big fan of Harry Potter, the books, movies, Fantastic Beasts. So she gets and t- tells me all the backstories, and of course, um, I read about them. But it was probably my most disappointing because they had a path that was interesting, insightful. Mm-hmm. With their with Eddie Raymond's Redmond's ca- character Newt, 
in the first one, it was entertaining. You wanted to see where they were going with it, but they made such a hard pivot in the second and third for basically fandom to please mm-hmm. the fans with Dumbledore interjecting Jude Law and just kind of basically just through the storyline with Credence to the side. Well, like Dumbledore so, don't. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. That's not, that's not a joke, but yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> but with the storyline and I know that there's a lot of fingers being pointed with this franchise is going to keep going, but um, you know, with JK Rowling and the drama surrounding her and her actually having a big hand in the story mm-hmm. that why is it so bad? But also she's the number one person that seem, people seem to blame because either she doesn't have enough experience with it or they should have had somebody come in and rewrite it doctor it up so that it was watchable that things or even just have i feel like they have people on set these days that are there just to make sure that it's all a part of their story like it's all congruent with all of it and (laughs) with this with fantastic beasts you don't know where it's going you don't know where the storyline's going with credison's coming back at dumbledore all that kind of stuff Instead of like pleasing the fans, and I feel like this is the argument that people have even with Star Wars, instead of pleasing the fans, just make a good movie. Make a good movie that people will walk away. Oh, wow, that's well made. Oh, wow, that's a new story. Yeah. Don't just always try to please the fans. Yeah, it's like when you make it good, people will be pleased. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if you let me see everything I wanted to see, if I'm not as good a screenwriter, it might still be a shit movie. <laughs> like, yeah, agree. Agree. Well, that, yeah, well, Let's get back into the happy zone here. And instead of poo-pooing on movies and mm-hmm. um, best performance. Now, this was the hardest one for me, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so why is it Tom Cruise? I wanted to put Tom Cruise. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was hard because of what I said with at the beginning of this, um, this segment with going through the list of 2022 movies. uh I don't think some anything really blew me away other than Batman. And there's no way that I could put Pattinson for best performance in there. But uh, I actually, I don't want to say I settled on this, this one, but I put Daniel Craig in Glass Onion. And okay. for me, I think it's just funny to see Daniel Craig playing that, that character. I saw a um, billboard on uh, Sunset just yesterday that agrees with you. It's a picture yeah. of Daniel Craig. Glass Onion says Daniel Craig's best performance. And I'm guessing whoever they attributed it was you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One of these days you'll see my name, Tyler Valencia, Movie Buffs Podcast, right there. No, I, want, I don't want your name on there. I want your face on it like uh, somebody <laughs> that sells insurance. Veronica's insurance. And you're like this. I like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But you could totally, I make that pose all the time. But um, I think his character, uh, Benoit Benoit, 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 Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. (laughs) I don't know why I put it like that. But anyway, all his mannerisms, hilarious. Um, All the subtle things that he does, how he solves the mystery, like right in the beginning. And with that movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. that that I should have said. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I already said spoiler alert, so yeah. But I mean, this, this one's so brand new and hasn't come out to Netflix yet. It was only in theaters for a week, so I feel like this one maybe mute that last thing you said. <laughs> I maybe I will. Maybe I will. We'll see. Okay. But anyways, Daniel Craig, Glass Onion, funny character. You guys know the character from Knives Out already, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like it's too bad. And 
in my spoiler-free <laughs> review uh, of the movie, I even said those things with, yeah. uh, they show you what's going on, and then they just unravel it, like an onion. But Dude, I, I just thought about, okay, the third one that uh, Ryan Johnson's going to start working on, he said he's going to work on it at the top of the year. Um, the third one, okay, so it goes knives out, glass onion, combine the two, tribes out. <laughs> Uh, Dude, that, I made myself laugh so hard. Uh, okay, so my top performance, I got runners up. <laughs> my two runners up are Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Sue from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, these are the core actors that make up this family unit that take you on this journey that I love so much. But my number one best performance is Kihu Kwan. Like I said, he took 40 years off of acting in American cinema, came back, and he plays. 10 versions of himself and it's not like 10 versions in different goatees and different colored tunics like one of them is a like pathetic husband whose wife wants to leave so bad because she just hates him one of them is the version of him that's like a billionaire businessman and we thought it was a different actor because he looks so different acts so different and there's one of him that's like a resistance fighter from the future and there's one of him that's like a hot dog um but there's a bunch of different versions of him and all of them are amazing. It's not just like, you know, oh, you can put on different voices because that's the thing you learn in acting. It's just you can switch fast. But they're all convincing performances where like every one of them, instead of going, oh, you can kill the one of him that's from this universe. Who cares? You're like, oh, no, is that is like the freedom fighter one of him going to be OK? Well, you still know that there's a million other ones. So it's just a wonderful performance. Again, this movie is super weird and super action packed, but you will if you have a family, you will cry. <laughs> and if you don't have a family, you'll probably cry thinking about, oh man, it's what it must be like to have a family. <laughs> uh, so his performance absolutely blew me away. And I'm happy again to see that he's having a, a resurgence. I think it's really cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, Another recently, promo for this movie, huh? Yeah. He recently just won some acting awards last week. I forget what it was, but, and he even said, he's like, last year, if you asked me what I was hoping for, it was just to have a job. He's like, you know, you don't see people like me lead movies or, you know, the, Everything ever all at once. Again, it's all pretty much Asian-led cast with Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Sue. And he's like, you don't see us lead movies or get to do, like, I don't get to lead an action movie or romantic movie. And in this, I got to do both and for people to recognize it. And now, again, he's in the new Loki. Um, hopefully they throw him in the new Indiana Jones, but it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Okay. Oh, and then also, I forgot to add this. I just thought of this right now. Tenoch Huerta de Mejia was phenomenal as Namor. This, I literally went back to see uh, Wakanda Forever again on my movie pass. I waited. <laughs> I knew I Googled what time it was. I walked in when he comes to threaten Ramonda at the beginning of the movie. And I stayed until he gives his backstory. And then I left the theater because I just wanted to see his part again. <laughs> okay. okay. Your turn. Segway. Your turn, big dog. Segwaying to our next <laughs> section here. <laughs> yeah. Um, after another one of Ronald's promos for... I can't even tell you the name of the movie. Everything, keep... everywhere, all at once. Segwaying to <laughs> most surprising movie of 2022. And I will say for mine, this was actually a, a no-brainer for me. Mm. Um, and I say it's a no-brainer because I had very low expectations for it. Chills. Uh, you had chills just thinking about the movie I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I'm so but, excited. Um, hustle. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's not well, a serious movie, but I gotta say, honestly, I'm gonna just gonna derail this whole thing. We picked the same thing. 
You did? <laughs> we picked the same fucking thing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's a good uh, insight into our podcast that Ron and I don't share <laughs> what movies we pick for this. I um, almost didn't read the prompt for today's episode. I was going to make it up as I went, but I thought it would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, especially when we're trying, not trying to edit too much of this, but um, yeah. with Hustle, I mean, sports movies are hard, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, because people that watch them, sports fans, they typically know backstories these days, insight into franchises. And I mean, you just look at one that, it's kind of laughable, in my opinion, but uh, like Draft Day with Kevin Costner, terrible movie, and just making fun of the Browns, I feel like. Uh-huh. But you throw in Adam Sandler these days, it's not like Adam Sandler does. Uh, I feel like for every one good movie, he's got like five that back it up that you're like, no, I didn't <laughs> see it, especially on Netflix. Mm. But I love the story. Um, I loved his character. It wasn't too jokey. Of course, he has a couple of Adam Sandler jokes in there. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that I even texted, I feel like um, one of our listeners, and he's been on our podcast. Name him and shame him. (laughs) What's up, Aaron? (laughs) Is the training scene in it. I remember I texted him after. Like, I was like, dang, I feel like working (laughs) out right now. Like, I dig this. Like, it's a pretty epic training scene or like montage that they have in it that Get you get you juiced. So um, the last piece I'm gonna throw in there is like the emotional parts of it. There's an emotional scene near the end, and I'm not gonna give it away because I don't know who's seen it. What blah blah blah. But there is an emotional scene that got me. And so when a movie can make you feel anything watching it, I feel like that's a a sign of a good movie. So that part, Ronald. No, same here, man. I have my runner-ups were X and Top Gun. X is a horror movie that I was surprised yeah. was fun. I didn't really love the ending, but I thought it was good. I love a good horror movie. Top Gun, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler expressed how much he loved it. And that's why it was so surprising for me because I expected to go and it'd be kind of cheesy and fun. Because <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, guys, the first Top Gun, not great. It's just, it's a movie that was popular. It's got a lot of nostalgia, but you wouldn't watch it and go, amazing. Awesome. <laughs> you know, it's good, but it's not like, it might just be good because it's old, you know, but yeah. this one, you're like, holy shit. Not only is it a good movie from top to bottom, every performance is fantastic. It looks, you know, everything about it was phenomenal. So that's why it was my um, other surprise. Cause I just didn't expect it to be an instant classic and make like $2 billion. Cause who did? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, hustle was right there for me, but I should have known because I have yet to see Adam Sandler do any, anything even remotely serious that he's not, that's just not a phenomenal movie. Spanglish, great movie. Punch Drunk Love, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the Meyerowitz Chronicles, phenomenal movie. Uh, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, but obviously there was all kinds of Oscar buzz. People loved it. And you know, he's good in it. Like, even if you didn't like the movie, everyone said, like, his performance was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this movie was kind of just right there. He just threaded the needle again where he's so likable and we know him. Like, you feel like you know him. So whenever you see him be vulnerable, it like, it sticks with you, like Tyler said, and you feel it. And you're like, oh, man, this is like my buddy Adam. I've known him since the Hanukkah song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I throw one more piece in there about, because I forgot about it when I was picking my, the best movie I saw. The reason why I put Top Gun for best movie is actually because it is the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes of mm. um, between those two. And I, I feel like it has like a 96 in terms yeah. of audience and uh, critics. So like even critics like it. Yeah. Not just the audience with it. So um very surprising 
and, and it's Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie of all time. Surprisingly. Like, so everybody, like in every sector, people love it. So it's hard to argue with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as we get to our now not as serious topics <laughs> um, in our on <laughs> uh, our rankings and our movies, this is one that I don't even know how to answer it. But uh, Ronald, you could start worst person in Hollywood. <laughs> OK, so this next person I talk about, like. It's hard. I don't even want to say their. I'm going to start with their first name. So it's <laughs> Joe. Okay. Everyone can guess who I'm talking about when I say Joe. And this person yeah. just from top to bottom is just every time you've heard about Joe, they just been a f- part of my language, a real fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Joe's got slick back hair, uh, white jeans, white couch, white Ferrari, a glass house, lives for New Year's Eve, sloppy steaks at Trefani's. Joe is a piece of shit. Hasn't changed. You know, I'm just going to say it. It's Joe Mama. Yes! Fucking got him! Got him! It was Joe Mama. <laughs> what the- You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God, Tyler. You're so stupid. Uh, I guess my real winner would be the ever-increasing commercialization of media uh, that has led to basically every news outlet on either side foregoing a honest presentation of facts for sensationalized, overtly biased content designed to elicit strong responses and drive engagement, regardless of the outcome it may have on our society. So <laughs> I, for, I should have uh, thrown this out at the beginning of the podcast with this episode, the recorded or the video version that you can watch on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Movie Buffs Podcast. I think the benefit of the segments like what Ronald just did is that you get to see that our reactions to it. I'll say my reaction because when you're listening to it, you don't, you can't see that I have no idea what Ronald's talking about, and <laughs> those those moments happen quite a few quite a few times during our our recordings. But I still don't. I and that's the one thing that I'll say. I know that listeners when they whenever they talk to me about the podcast. They always say, Ron, Ronald, you're, you're your co-host. He's a, he's a character. And I, and I, card, just yeah. have, I just have to say, those are those moments where you don't know like what I'm thinking, but I guess you could see my facial expressions now if yeah. you watch the YouTube version. So make sure you subscribe to that. Um, yeah. And you can always also comment because I don't, I have no idea what Ronald is saying sometimes. Um, if wait, you say <laughs> something negative about me, just know it'll hurt. <laughs> With my worst person in Hollywood, I don't even know if Ron even likes this person either. But I'm gonna go with Pete Davidson, and leave Skid alone. I don't even get his acting. I just feel like he's a piece of shit, and a piece of shit is the theme here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) with there was two movies that he he was in in 2020, King of Staten, and I forgot the other one. But um, he was in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies this year. I just didn't get it. I feel like he's just like playing himself. I think King of Sand supposed to be like loosely based on himself. Yeah. And I just, I can't stand it. But anyways. Um, Anybody keeping count? I finished three beverages since I've been sitting here. <laughs> or, <laughs> and just uh, for my environmental homies out there. Yes, these are single-use plastic bottles. No, I've not single-used them. My wife gives me shit all the time because I refill these. The problem is I go to clients' houses, right? And they go, here, Ron, here's a water. And they hand me a water bottle. And I'm like, 
I've already said, oh, no, it's okay. I have my own. I use my refillable cup. Like, no, it's okay. So people give me water bottles over and over again. And I'm like, well, I'm not just going to use them once. I got to reuse them because at least I'm cutting out a little bit by using it multiple times. So just so you know, don't use single use water bottles, at least use them a few times. Uh, and then when your wife yells at you about them, go, okay, I'll stop. And don't stop. <laughs> what are we talking about? Worst trailer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what up now? Worst trailer. I'll kick this one off because yeah, I, know, it, I know that Ron will have a reaction to this. And because I know we actually texted about it, was Ambulance. And you can was watch that this Ambul- year. Yeah, that was it's oh, crazy shit. that that came out this year. Oh, um, I, when we, I know that once it came out, I feel like the movie that it was, um, that it was before, I can't even tell you what it was, but I know that Ronald and I specifically just started joking about it because you watch the trailer for Ambulance. And it just seems like you're just like, okay, that's a Michael Bay movie. Like <laughs> random shit just exploding for no reason. It reminded me of that movie they did for Netflix, Six Underground, where mm-hmm. in Six Underground, like they're like doing this like uh, city drive through chase scene. And then one of the cars like hits like a uh, like a food stand and the, the food stand just explodes out of nowhere. Like that was like ambulance. You're just like, what the why are you, why did that car explode there? You well, know, you know, to answer your question, and for our listeners who aren't uh, from the Los Angeles area, have never been here, downtown Los Angeles, um, most things are filled with explosives, uh, whether <laughs> that be, you know, plutonium-based, uh, you know, accelerant-based, whether it be a chemical reaction. Most things in downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. are filled with or entirely subsistent of uh, explosives. So say like this water bottle here, we're fine, Okay. We're in uh, the northern Los Angeles area, um, so I'm about 45 minutes away from downtown. That's another thing for our listeners and watchers that aren't from Los Angeles. It's fucking huge. So I'm about 45 minutes from downtown. But the closer I were to get to this, I couldn't do this. See, as the proximity were to decrease from me to, let's say, uh, Spring and Hill in downtown Los Angeles in the jewelry district, the closer I get, each one of those is more and more likely to cause a combustion a combustive incident. So you got to get really careful the closer you get to downtown because you can't even just keep like, I couldn't keep two of these laying around the back of my car uh, because it would just be too dangerous. <laughs> but but uh, the only other piece I have to throw in there is I didn't get in the trailer why they're driving through the LA river. Nobody could drive through the LA river. But in a Michael Bay movie, you have to be driving on the side of the LA River. Anyways, Ronald, worst trailer. Oh, I don't know. I didn't pick one. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the end of the segment. Next segment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Movie we wish we saw in 2022. That's a good one. A movie I wish I had seen in 2022 would have to be probably Pulp Fiction. I didn't watch it all year and I wish I would have seen it. Okay. I'm going to actually give one because I want to end this segment on a high note. Yeah, and I got to piss like a madman. <laughs> Mine was Easter Sunday with Joe, Joe Coy. Oh. Um, got to give a shout out for Filipinos out there, Pinoy Pride. Friend. 
friend of the show Tia Carrera is in that movie. I wish I would have seen it for that reason. Ah, so that was one that I wish that I saw. If you didn't know, I'm half Filipino. <laughs> so that's why that is my movie that I wish I saw. Nice. Another promo break for you here. If you are a fan of the podcast, you know at the beginning of each episode, there is a promotion for Time to Train Fitness on YouTube that does online workouts that are free, 100% free on YouTube. What was just added was a 12-day workout series. So if you have dumbbells, if you have an indoor bike, you can follow this for one month to help you get back on track and work on your fitness. Check it out at the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that you keep listening to the Movie Buffs podcast. Oh, and to piggyback off of what we're just talking about for all friends of the show there, coming back from the my piss break, I had to get my fourth new liquid. And it's actually in this Patty's Pub mug that was gifted to me by friend of the show, Tia Carrera from Wayne's World. I'm not just being a name dropping piece of shit, okay? Tyler brought it up first. Uh, she gave it to me because I had mentioned that I like Patty's. I like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And she was doing an event where the, the cast had a pop-up Patty's. She's like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. She gave me it as a gift, so. Hmm. I know that's that you're freaking my water out of it. You're a fan of that show <laughs> and you you always you always recommend it for me. And I feel like you watch everything that the what's his name's in Rob uh, McElhaney does. Yep. Anything that he's in. <laughs> so two more segments left in our podcast episode of 2022, our last one, our WTF <laughs> moment. Now, oh boy, I got one for you guys. Now, mine is gonna be time dependent because I do have to get going and Tyler's is gonna go first. So if we once we get going, I just want you to know mine, mine's going to be good. So mine is, mine's a little crazy. So, I, okay, I'll say, Tyler, you go first. <laughs> well, I'm going to share a story here that I know is going to be a lot longer than Ronald's, just because I know Ronald. And <laughs> um, I'm sharing this story. It has nothing to do with movies. Um, it kind of has to do with computers and kinkos. Have anything to do with buffs? No. Um, and so... I believe also the computer that Ronald's filming this is on is on a Mac Pro 5,1. If you know what that with one what those are, it's a big desktop um, that is a solid editing computer, beginner editing computer. Back in the day, it was really a solid computer, um, and I was selling one of these, and so I had to go to Kingo's to get it shipped, and or sorry, to get it wrapped up because they just do typically a good job. So I go there. And 40 minutes comes goes by, and I see this individual wrapping it in the back. And she, after 40 minutes, wheels this thing out. And if you can picture what a desktop computer typically looks like, she literally wheels this thing out in a box that's the size of like an appliance. Like it's this massive box. And I'm blown away because there's no way that I can take this to USPS, get this shipped. And I ended up make, causing a scene. At the local Kinko's that I can no longer go to. <laughs> Classic. I love causing this thing. And so not only did I have them rebox this, but I called out one of the employees for giving me tood, which <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot to get me mad. And so this employee, though, was just trying to, well, if you have the dimensions, tell, next time tell us what the dimensions are. Like, give me tood about me questioning what box they put this in. Like it's literally, I couldn't fit this box in my car if I would have just taken what they gave me. Like how the hell would I have guessed that you were going to put this computer in a box five times as big as it? Like you'd already wrapped, I'd already gone to a FedEx before and got this wrapped and 
they did a fantastic job. I just assumed that they would do the same great, fantastic job, not put it in a freaking appliance box. But anyways, uh, I ended up getting a discount on that. And the manager actually did sympathize with me. He was like, I have no idea why they chose that box. That employee, she's very direct. I'm sorry that she gave you two. Let me give you this discount. So my WTF moment has to do with Kinko's. I don't know what you're doing there. Now I can't go to that Kinko's and I have to go to a different one. But that is my WTF moment. Classic. You know what, guys? Unfortunately, we ran out of time for the WTF segment. So you'll have to you'll have to take my word that mine was amazing. What's our next uh, segment, T? Post-workout takeaway with this. Oh, shit. Thing. Wait, does that mean we're wrapping it up? That does mean we are wrapping it up. Now, post-workout takeaway, we usually do one of us. But if you didn't know. Both- <laughs> I sneezed both- again, guys. Both Ronald and I do actually work in the fitness industry. And with this being the last episode of 2022, we are both going to share a post-workout takeaway to hopefully empower you going into 2023. Ronald, what do you have to share with our audience? All right. So here is a bit of advice that I was giving to a client just the other day and piece of advice I like to live by and working on for myself uh, is, you know, going to the new year, people like to make goals, and oftentimes people will set the goal of say, I need to lose 20 pounds or I need to end up with this. And what happens is that finish line can often look far away uh, so much so that you kind of lose track along the way and say the end of the year comes and you didn't get where you were trying to go. And now you're down on yourself, right? Some people are harder on themselves than others. And, and you know, it's just what it is. So my solution to this is instead of trying to make outcome-based goals where you're like, I have to be, you know, five times richer by the end of the year. There's no actionable course there. So try to make your goals process-based. So if you want to lose 20 pounds, instead of saying, I need to weigh 20 pounds less by next December, say, I need to start walking for one hour a day, starting today, not starting tomorrow, just start now. Be like, okay, well, I'll make time before bed to do a half hour and I'll do a half hour in the morning and that's an hour. Or I'll walk for half of my lunch break and I'll walk right when I get home, park my car, walk around the blocks. Before you know it, the weight will have changed and there's no, you're not going to lose track because it's every single day. So that is my, my two things, make it processed and start now. I had someone ask me about how do I start going to the gym? I want to lose weight. And I was like, well, what do you, what are you doing? Well, nothing. I want to know how do I start? I was like, go tomorrow morning. I was getting my hair cut. And the barber, she was like, what do I, what should I do? I was like, just go tomorrow morning. She's like, well, I don't, I don't, how, what am I supposed to do when I get there? Like, doesn't fucking matter. Go tomorrow morning, do whatever you want to do for an hour. Mm-hmm. Do it again the next day. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you go to the gym. You'll figure out the routine from there. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Hope everybody can have a wonderful new year. And that's it. Episode over. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. It's a good segue into mine, which again, Ronald and I do not know what we were going to say for, um, the majority of things in this episode. Tyler doesn't know what the fuck I'm going to say. Just in general. I don't ever know what he's going to no say. There's no season. <laughs> I don't you think I'm a dip. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mine has to do with have creating an active lifestyle. That is something that I'm big into now. I used to be very uh, regimented with, I need to do this program, <laughs> this, the complete thing. If you don't finish it, you're not going to see your, uh, get to your goals, all those kinds of things. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this piggybacks off of what Ronald said, is that the overwhelming majority of people in this world do not need any type of special program. And I know that's probably going against what other <laughs> professionals have told you. And you need to have this program. You need to do this program X amount of days. You need to do X sets. 
just think about being active and it will solve so many things. You could do, can you do the same thing the next day? Of course, the overwhelming majority of people can easily do the same exact workout the next day. Nothing's going to happen. Your body's not going to explode. It's not going to be like a Michael Bay movie and one of your arms <laughs> is going to fall off. You'll be a hundred percent. Okay. It, nothing that it, it is almost like you're being force fed to think that I need to have this program that has me going four days. Well, what do, what do I do on each day? How many sets? Well, okay. What do I need? What do I eat? All this kind of, just think about being active. Just start there. How Ronald said walking, just, What's another active activity that you might want to try? This would be the time to try it. You could try pickleball. You could try tennis. You could try basketball. You could try anything that you want. Just be active. Hiking. All those things add up. It's not a do X, Y, Z, and all of a sudden, you're going to have five pounds lost. Just be active, and you're going to enjoy it. And there's going to be less stress on your body. It's all going to work out. That's my advice. Woo! All right. Well, hope everyone takes that with them and takes it all the way to the bank. <laughs> well, that's it for today's episode. I guess I got to thank every single one of you for spending your time with us. You could have been absolutely anywhere in the world you're here with us, and we appreciate it. Tune in next week when we're going to talk about the 15 ways Tyler throws a disc. Sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's that way. The other 13, you have to tune in and find out. Okay, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>